This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. to Wrestling Roundup on Free FM, RFM, and MP. Uh, as always, I'm Grady and live on Skype, we've got Josh. Hey! Uh, welcome to this, uh, I guess it's a Christmas episode, right? December 23rd here in New Zealand when this is airing. Uh, it's going to be the closest to Christmas, but uh, we don't have a lot of Christmassy topics to talk about. We've got a little bit of main roster to talk about. Uh, we've kind of missed out on them the last few weeks, focusing a little bit on NXT. Um, but yeah, is there anything in particular? Because I know a lot of stuff got missed off the last two shows. Is there any storyline or person or anything in particular that you want to make sure we give the maximum amount of time to this week? Uh, how about the possible expansion of damage control? Alrighty, let's go with that one. Uh, so yeah, damage control. Uh, had a match on SmackDown. They were defending their WWE Women's Tag Team Championships against the team of Liv Morgan and Tegan Knox. Uh, with the match ending, uh, with a, a hooded Zia Lee, uh, making a run in. Yeah, it was, it, it was interesting to see them do the mysterious figure helping, but then they completely blew it with a backstage segment. Yeah. I, w- I was like, um, with all the people, there was like people online being like, these sneakers were the exact sneakers that Zaylee posted about here, here, and here. And I was like, cool, and I was down. And then someone was like, guys, they just posted it on, on YouTube. They showed exactly who it was. Took a little bit of the steam out of the engine. But you know what? It does present an interesting wrinkle to add her to damage control. Uh, just cause, because Zaylee is such a new talent so speak and they don't really have her developed as a character yet Mm -hmm. so putting her as the enforcer of the group would make a lot of sense yeah there was you know she did a lot of stuff on nxt she had these sort of martial arts gimmicks i guess um comes onto the main roster probably a bit of a premature call up um doesn't do a whole lot, flounders a little bit, um, you know, even in a pretty weak women's division, still doesn't get a whole lot of steam, just doesn't seem to be able to get that character or get that storyline rolling. Uh, so, yeah, anything Did really she get starts. Hurt? It's possible. You're going to make me go to Wikipedia for Zia Lee now. Pretty sure she got hurt, and that was one of the things that took her off TV. Yum. Uh, uh, on February 25th, she debuted on SmackDown, uh, did nothing for four weeks, then turned heel on April 22nd, uh, then did nothing, then appeared on June 3rd, failing to become the number one contender, failing to qualify for the money in the bank, popped over to Raw on June 27th. Again, was in a gauntlet match in August 5. 
teamed up with Shotzi to be in the uh, the women's tag champ tournament. Uh, didn't make it. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe I was thinking somebody else then. Yeah, she's just had a real rough start getting going. You know, February, that's that's almost 12 months, it's 10 months ago, and she's been here, there, and everywhere, but just hasn't gotten traction. Her wheels are just spinning. Um, and maybe it felt like she was injured given the time away that she'd take all the time. Yeah. So maybe this is just a, a, a stint to get her established in front of the audience. And maybe eventually splitting her off from the group as her own character. Mm. Yeah, we sort of had with Nikki Cross and Damage Control before, you know, where we didn't know, um, was Nikki Cross a part of it? Was she just acting on her own volition? And then they, they did the War Games match and she's gone off and, uh, she was just being her chaos self. Um, and now you've got Zaya Lee here. And I guess, you know, we don't know. Uh, was Zia Lee, you know, pulled in by Bailey to be a member? Was Zia Lee, uh, just attacking Knox uh, and Morgan? Um, or is Zia Lee, I guess, trying to prove herself to Bailey or to earn her spot into damage control? Uh, like, we don't know her motivations necessarily. So there's, there's so much you could do with the storyline. The question mark is really just going to be what are they going to do? Um, it could be lots. It could be nothing. We could just drop it, like every other time Zaya's been around. Yeah, yeah. It could. It could end up being that they just put her in there for one for that one week to give a reason to uh, protect the faces in this feud, or and just then not use her again for another six months. I hope that's not the case. I quite enjoy Zaya Lee, so yeah, I'd I, see her in the ring and be. Yeah, happy. I'd like to see her as the enforcer of damage. Because, in all honesty, out of the four women, who would you believe be more of an enforcer? <laughs> that typical bodyguard style. Uh, definitely none of the three that you've got there at the moment. Uh, who would I trust to, you know, protect my life? I don't know. I got a couple crazy people in there. Uh, I feel like I'd pick one of them in the end, but... Yeah, it would be somebody, I guess, separate, not in the tag team uh, space, not going after the main event space, um, and just sort of, yeah, getting to get an exposure, uh, being with all these people. Uh, let's also talk about the bloodline. We, we can't get away without talking about the bloodline. Uh, they're having a time at the moment. Uh, it seems as though we are going full speed ahead on Kevin Owens versus the Bloodline. Um, this week on Raw, he had a match with Seth Rollins against the Usos. Uh, and this week coming, a couple days from now on SmackDown, uh, Kevin Owens will be teaming with John Cena. Not this to take week. On. Oh, next the week. week after. Yep. It's Look, it's I'm getting me dates all mixed. Yeah, it's next Friday. They want to make that last SmackDown of the year special. So- I can't count. I thought this coming one was the last one. Nope. There is one more. Yep. <laughs> the 30th of December. All right. Next, next. A SmackDown away. John Cena and Kevin Owens will be taking on Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn. Yeah. We're, we're st- I think we're staring down the barrel of the heartbreak. Mm-hmm. I'm... Not entirely sure if it happens next week. 
And I think maybe Sammy inadvertently loses the match and that he's put out of his misery the next SmackDown. Yeah, I I don't know what we're going to do. Um, there's still two options, right? Like we could still continue down Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns one on one for the titles. Um, we could still continue down Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, uh, heading after the tag team titles. There's, there's bits and pieces, um, of what is going to happen. Um, and I just don't know at this point, I'm sure John Cena picks up the fall though. I don't see John Cena coming back for, for one match and taking the loss. Um, really? You, you're I, thinking Zayn and Reigns? No, I mean, I could. Uh, Cena has already done that. True. Multiple times in his part-time schedule, especially to Roman. Um, so it's it's very very possible that maybe against all odds, Sammy pins Cena. Um, that that would be a that would be something. Um, I just. I, there's so much intrigue about this match because it it could tell so much about what the, the next three months of television is going to be like. Mm-hmm. I have, I, as I said, I think, I do think Cena and, or- and KO are going to win this match. I almost said Orton. <laughs> That's how much those two going together goes on my brain. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think, I do think that the Buck is about to stop for Sammy. But it should be an interesting ride after that. Because I, I don't, I think Sammy is at this hottest point that he's ever been. And I feel like you've got to compl- uh, capitalize on it in some way. Whether it's with a tag team as, with Kevin Owens to take the titles off the Usos, or you give him a legitimate title shot. Some You have to yeah. do something from here. Um, I do think that the storyline at Rumble is... Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns. I just think that's just where they're going. Yeah, there's not a huge um, amount of time. We go uh, five or six weeks uh, before the Rumble, so I don't think we're going to, you know, dispose of Kevin Owens in that time uh, and move on to anybody else. Um, so yeah, it's it's an interesting one. I, I there's just so much more you can still do with Sami Zayn and the Bloodline without needing uh the ejection or the turn or um anything like that just yet and so i don't know i'm torn between you know wanting the best for sammy and wanting to just wait a little while longer um i do think it'll happen before wrestlemania whatever moment sammy Zayn is gonna get be that taking on the usos or be that taking on reigns i do feel like this is going to be a part of our wrestlemania storyline uh moving forward from the rumble um but yeah I, we're on that road i just don't know if we're taking a left turn or a right turn uh or quite what our destination's going to be either uh this is roughly halfway through the show so i will biff in our entrance theme of the week uh he defended his intercontinental championship on smackdown against ricochet and uh He is the one and only Gunther.
and you're back for some round of on Free FM, RFM, and MP. Uh, I'm Greedy. He's Josh. Uh, what else you got? Anything else you want to make sure we get some time on? Uh, Gunther and Ricochet. Perfect segue. <laughs> it, the, it does make sense. Uh, the second longest reigning defending singles title on the main roster champion. <laughs> That's a, I, I'm not going to do the math. I'm not going to attempt to verify. <laughs> well, uh, you have to think about it. I said singles title on the main roster. There are only three. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and the other one changed hands about six weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he beat the, uh, Ever Living HE double hockey sticks out of Ricochet. Ricochet and Gunther had a really good match. Um, I th- think they brought out, I think Gunther's brought out the best out of Ricochet that since in a long time. And I am going to, Push for something that's probably you probably won't want to see. Oh no! Put Ricochet and Braun together as a tag team. To be fair, they kind of hinted to that pretty yeah. heavily. Make it official. Make I, I think that would create some very interesting moves. Having the big strong Braun, and then the fast and agile and flippy <laughs> Ricochet. I think that would be a fantastic team if they can work uh, well together. Um, I I think it's just a decision. Like I would, I just want more tag teams. One, <laughs> of course, and, you want more tag and, teams. And two, I just want to see what it would be like because I think, based on what I've seen from the promos and stuff, I've seen chemistry between them. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to see it. It would. It reminds me a bit of. Ray and Batista. Hmm, yeah. Yeah, so... I don't know how to describe it more than big man, little man dynamic. Kane, Kane and X-Pac. Kane and virtually any uh, tag team is not his, his brother or Big Show. That's yeah, true. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's always a fun dynamic to watch. It's always a fun dynamic to, to have around as well. Um... I don't know whether this is going to just lead to, to Gunther Braun uh, as the big meaty men slapping meat kind of match um, or what we're going to move forward with. But yeah, I'd be excited for a Ricochet Strowman tag team. Why not? Uh, I'm going to give you an option before we move on. Do you want to talk about Uncle Howdy or do you want to ignore it and just run away? I think we do need to talk about it because it's an interesting wrinkle in the storyline. Alrighty, uh, LA Knight and Bra- Bray Wyatt, they continue to do their thing. LA Knight just taunting just everything he has out of Bray Wyatt. And, uh, Uncle Howdy decided to show up. Yeah. Uh, seeming, seemingly showing that this is not the same person as Bray Wyatt. Not the way the Bray Wyatt and the Fiend were the same, quote unquote, person. Um, yeah, it, it definitely doesn't seem like an alter ego or anything like that. Yeah, um, I I think it's an interesting step, and it was a step that was needed to further the storyline, because while this has been a slow, interesting b- burn, it did need another step. But I have liked in the last couple weeks where Knight pointed out all the weird and creepy things that were going on during backstage segments 
especially backstage segments involving people that were injured. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think that this has just been a really interesting storyline and and outside the box with with all the spooky supernatural stuff. I don't know what the payoff is, but it definitely appears to be something more that Bray Wyatt is in control of versus what the Fiend was. So that seems to be a, a step in the right direction for it. And, yeah. And who knows? Maybe LA Knight becomes one of the Wyatt six characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, there's so much going on, but in the same time, not a lot. Like it's, it's weird because week to week, not a lot is happening. Like if you're trying to recap everything that's happened since Wyatt returned, he came back uh, there was some um, some people in the crowd dressed up as the characters. We had this really cool return day. People start getting hurt backstage. L.A. Knight starts calling them out. And, you know, now Uncle Howdy shows himself in person. And you're like, it's taken us a while to get to this place. But at the same time as nothing, like, physical has super happened, so much of the story has been developed. Uh, and has been you know, building towards this. And so, yeah, interested to see where it ends up. Um, again, don't know exactly where we're heading. Um, but LA Knight can sit on a microphone for 40 minutes and I'll listen. So it's all good with me. Uh, and if we're talking about Bray Wyatt's return, yeah, that's the segue I'm using. Over on Raw, we got yet another return. Another Triple H rehire. Yeah, Bronson Reed. Just minutes after it was uh, leaked by the dirt sheet that he was possibly on his way back, he literally came out and cost our boy Loomis a couple bags of money. Now, boy, Loomis, who was another Triple H rehire. <laughs> um, the the match was fairly good. Um, it ha- it was a slow match, but I think that's just because of the story overall. Mm-hmm. And I like it was that they that's how they reintroduced Bronson. A lot of people had issues with him being paired with the Miz. Uh. Especially because a lot of people that get paired with Mia's just fade off into obscurity afterwards. <laughs> yeah, just disappear. But I I still think that this may have been more of a hired gun situation rather mm. than anything else. Um, but I, it's still, this is where he wanted to be in the first place. He, he didn't want to be released. Um, he went over, fought Okada, beat him in a meaningless match because it was part of a tournament uh, round robin tournament that ultimately Okada still won the tournament so it didn't matter um and nobody that watched WWE almost maybe five one to five percent knows who Okada is or even cares you can't say no one because there's two people on this call that at least know who Okada is I know of him I don't know him okay (laughs) um but it's like I, that's why I said about one to five percent of of people actually watch WWE would know who he is. Um, so yeah, it, it's interesting. Um, I do want to see more and see what kind of character they develop. Yeah, that's the big one, right? Because uh, it's it's like being paired with the Miz is an immediate 
shot. You've got something, right? You're yeah. on the main roster. You're going to have a storyline. You're with some one of the most charismatic people the WWE've got. Go. At, yeah, at the very least, you're going to have television. Which, and which some people thrive in that. Yeah. Which ultimately is the most important thing when you're a young talent, is just getting in front of the people. Mm-hmm. Repetition, repetition, repetition. Yeah, and, and some of his lackeys have thrived. Some of his lackeys have, you know, not made full-on sense or not totally worked in that role you know recently we've had champa you think further back we have alex riley um we've had people all around the place i'm sure that i just can't think off the top of my head that have been with miz some people work some people don't but you can't let yourself fall into being just the miz's lackey there's always got to be it's like this is your springboard you start here you develop here and then, then what? And a lot of time there's no plan for that, then what? Um, and so with Bronson Reed coming out here, you can, you can build him, you can put him into that Mrs. Lackey slot, he can be the big hired muscle, uh, he works really well there. And then, you know, does he impress people with his ring work? Does he impress people with his promos? And once he's done with the Miz, you know, he has his feud with the Miz as everybody always does. And then what? And that's always going to be the question with anybody you bring in to be Mrs. Lackey or any other sort of role like that. It's just then what, then what, then what? Yeah, it is a shame that Champa got hurt again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think Bronson Reed makes more sense for that role than Champa did. To be Definitely. honest. Um, but that's really all I've got to say about that. It's like, let's see where it goes. But I'm interested. Mm hmm. Uh, and then let's jump over to the woman. We've got about five minutes left. Uh, Alexa Bliss, 100% starting to let the demons come out now. Yeah. Um, Lily might be making her return. Much to Did the Lily chagrin ever of, go away? <laughs> yeah, much to the chagrin of most people. Um, I think it's an interesting storyline. Um, it does add an element of, of our, I don't know what they're going to do. Are they actually going to put the title back on her? Um, are they going to have her lose and then just completely snap and return back to the Wyatt ways? Um, so it's interesting. I feel like a lot of these questions are coming up because we have such a strong women's division here, right? Like, we could imagine Bliss Belia. Obviously, we're going to be getting it, so I hope we can imagine it. Bailey Belair, we've done a lot. Becky Belair, uh, we've just got Rhea Belair as well. There's so many options that we're like, uh, will Alexa Bliss take the title? Because then, oh, she's got all of those other options that then she's got to face. And uh, there's just, you know, stacks and stacks of people uh, potentially lining up for this and with potential options to move forward. Will they let Belair hold it till WrestleMania? Are they committing fully into this re-demonification of Alexa Bliss? So many unknowns. That seems like the theme of the show today. <laughs> this is where we are. Where are we going? I don't know. Yeah. But that's usually the case when we get to the road to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, I w- Hop yeah. in. Enjoy the ride. Uh, it does, you know, the road starts to become a little bit more clear. Um 
as we we move on and we figure out you know oh this is where we're headed this is the wrestlemania match how are we gonna get there um we start seeing is the rock gonna be involved at wrestlemania is this person gonna show up uh you know does cody win the rumble we start answering questions like that we start piecing together what the wrestlemania card's gonna be like and then we can start figuring out where we're going but Right now, we're in a car with windows we can't see out of, just driving down the freeway. Yep. Uh, and just quickly, before we run out of time, I will mention Rhea Ripley Judgment Day. Uh, they they took a loss, and uh, then Rhea Ripley beat the tar out of Akira Tozawa. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, that happened. <laughs> um, I think I would like to talk about Sami Zayn and AJ Styles. Sure, I'll throw that one in there, too. We've got, like, two minutes, so talk fast. Right. Another phenomenal match between these two, but I think that... No pun intended. Yeah, actually, pun in- very intended. Um, <laughs> but I think the thing that I really liked the most about it, the finish. It was the blue thunder bomb. Been a long time. I don't think that's ever happened in WWE. I gotta Google quickly. There was a Reddit thread about how long it's been since he's won a match. I'll get back to you. Um, but yeah, I, it was a phenomenal match. It has its crazy spots with, like, Styles yelling out the name of his finisher like he's an anime character. Uh, but yeah, it was just that ending with it being the Blue Thunder Bomb that ended the match. Not the Hilaluva kick, but the Power Bomb. Hilariously, January 23rd, 2018, on an episode of SmackDown, he beat AJ Styles with the Blue Thunder Bomb. <laughs> that is the only time on the main roster he's won with it. <laughs> so it's, so apparently the move only works on AJ Styles. Noted. Just kryptonite. <laughs> you get in a match with AJ, hit a Blue Thunder Bomb, instant win. <laughs> Alrighty, well, with that, we have run out of time. We can talk about it a little bit more next week. Uh, it's been great talking Bye to you. Bye, You can visit our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash wrestling R&D up, or our Twitter page, twitter.com forward slash wrestling R&D up, or our YouTube page, youtube.com forward slash wrestling R&D up. And we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.